It's official, folks. The Boston Bruins are slumping, winning only one of their five games since the All-Star break. Is it something to be worried about? What can they do to turn things around? Let's talk about it on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Friday, February 16th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your daily routine. It's free and available on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which means your team every day. And uh, before we get into it, I want to remind you as well that you can find the podcast on social media at Locked NHL Bruins. And you can find me, my dad jokes, hockey thoughts at ENC McLaren. Although I'm kind of taking a bit of a social media break from posting anyways, still checking things over there. Bruins losing last night to the Seattle Kraken. And they are now just one, three and one. Since the All-Star break. And what's kind of troubling is that all of these games have been played on home ice. They're in the midst of a seven-game homestand. Uh, They've now lost three in a row and managed to score only one goal against the Seattle Kraken despite firing 37 shots on Joey Decord, including 16 in the first period, and things looked to get off to a good start with David Pasternak recording his 34th goal, assisted by Pavel Zaka and Charlie McAvoy. Uh, but then Jordan Eberly tied things up before the end of the first period, and then the Kraken went on to score three more unanswered to give them the 4-1 victory over the Boston Bruins. Now. Similar to the game the other night against the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, the Bruins pretty much dominated this one. That's the thing. It's not as though they were outplayed by the Seattle Kraken by any stretch. Uh, They, again, had 37 shots on goal, which is more than Seattle, who managed only 26. In terms of shot attempts, the Bruins had 72 versus 50 for Seattle. So that's a 59% advantage, 58% advantage or 59% advantage again in shots, scoring chances, 35, 25 in favor of the Bruins, high danger chances, 15 compared to eight in favor of the Bruins. And then expected goals were 3.83 compared to 2.5 for the Bruins. This is the game that on paper, They could have won. They should have won. Joey Decord played very well. They just could not convert on their opportunities. And that's been a theme over this recent slump. One, three, and one over their last five. They've scored only 1.6 goals per game over that stretch, which is the second fewest amount of goals since the All-Star break around the NHL per average. What's keeping them in it is defense. They're allowing only 2.6 goals, which is good for 
you know, middle of the pack for the Bruins in terms of team defense, but the scoring just isn't there. And we've talked about how the Bruins have been boosted by a pretty high PDO so far this season. Save percentage plus shooting percentage at five on five. They're still getting the saves. In fact, their save percentage is second in the NHL at five on five. The shooting percentage is starting to fall a bit, though. And we've seen that over this recent stretch where they're just not connecting. Uh, They're now sixth ranked when it comes to shooting percentage at five on five. And the Bruins were also not able to capitalize on two power play opportunities last night. Whereas again, they gave up a power play goal against, I believe they've, uh, I don't know the number, but it's a lot of games in a row that they've allowed at least one power play goal. So the penalty kill hasn't been especially strong as of late either, uh, which is unfortunate over this five game stretch. Their penalty kill is only 66.7. So they're allowing one power play goal for every three opportunities. That ranks them 28th in the NHL in penalty kill since the All-Star break. Their power play has been atrocious as well. 5.3%. Only the Winnipeg Jets have scored fewer goals and have failed to connect on the power play over the last four. That's after trading for Sean Monaghan, mind you. And goes to show you, yeah, if the goals start drying up, you're obviously going to have uh, problems winning in the NHL. And that's been the main issue over the last little bit here. Uh, The goaltending's still been decent. Um... Overall team defense has been okay. They are only allowing 2.6 goals, but 1.6 goals for over the past five games. That is the main reason why they are struggling. Uh, After the game last night, head coach Jim Montgomery said, you know, basically saying the same thing. They need some some sandpaper goals here. They need some guys to um, get to those dirty areas. Got to stick together. Got to keep working. Got to keep grinding. He said he was happy with a lot of parts of their game. But they're not getting the results right now. And sometimes you go through that through the season. Joey Decor definitely came up big for them, as David Pasternak mentioned. Uh, Especially after the first goal. Maybe a little shaky for the goalie. But he bounced back in a huge way. And it was a, a great game for him. You win special teams on the road. Jordan Eberle said he scored the power play goal. Again, that stood as, or that, that tied the game. Then they don't allow any goals against on the uh, power play, kill both of Bruins opportunities. And um, that's just the way it goes. Sometimes we're a good hockey team. Morgan geeky said, we know what we have in this room. Just a few details. We have to clean up. Pucks are going to go in eventually. And especially if you are out shooting, out attempting, and getting more scoring chances, more higher danger chances than the opposition. Uh, you know, 
you're going to score sooner than later. Uh, on the game winner, uh, Bruins defenseman Brandon Carlo slipped with the puck on a stick at the Kraken blue line. Eli Tolvanen let an odd man rush with Matty Beniers the other way, finishing things off. Uh, Carlo joked he might need to take some skating lessons, but those things happen. Been through it plenty of times, had some blooper reels, nothing he hasn't been through before, but when they end up in the back of the net, it definitely stings a little bit more. But for him, for the team, nothing they can do about it. They just have to shake things off, keep doing what they're doing, keep getting pucks on net, and hopefully things will turn around tomorrow against the uh, Los Angeles Kings. That's a game that we'll preview here later on in the podcast. Coming up, we're going to discuss what the Bruins can do to get back on track. And we'll get to that here as the podcast continues. If you're looking to turn your ride into an MVP this year, then you need to get to eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts for your ride, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. With the eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply eBay Guaranteed Fit is available only to U.S. customers. Thank you so much once again for making Locked On Boston Bruins part of your day, free and available on your favorite podcast app, as well as on YouTube. And speaking of YouTube, you can check out the Locked On Sports Today channel over there, the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel It's now available on Amazon Fire TV in the free Fire TV channels app. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts, plus our national shows covering every league. Find Locked On Sports Today, now available on the free Fire TV channels app. So what can the Bruins do to turn things around? Well, we discussed yesterday how difficult it might be to add via trade they're limited due to uh draft picks prospects cap space so trying to improve via trade is kind of dependent on being able to move out some money in the form of i mean ideally Derek Forbort possibly uh Matt Grizzlick and those same cap restrictions are what's keeping them from perhaps bringing up the best available talent down in Providence. Now, here's the thing. Right now, the Bruins have projected cap space of 61,558. The bottom six is comprised right now of a handful of guys making $800,000 or less. Oscar Steen's at that 800K mark. Jacob Lauko. 787-500, Jesper Bokvist and Danton Heinen and Anthony Richard all at $775,000. That's their cap hit. 
ideally to infuse some offense into the lineup, you're getting John Beecher back up there. He proficient in the faceoff dots. He showed that he was able to put the puck in the back of the net earlier this season with five goals through 39 games, not, you know, lighting the world on fire, but still decent numbers. He hasn't really popped down in Providence, only one goal, two assists in eight games, but perhaps that's just, uh, you know, some psychological wear and tear being sent down after making the team at a training camp and deservedly so. We'd love to see John Beecher back up centering the uh, the fourth line. But, but he's more expensive than these guys, right? His cap hit is $925,000. So that's an extra $150,000 over Richard, Hyden, and Boakvist. Boakvist currently centering the fourth line. They only have 61558 in available cap space. You'd love to see a guy like Fabian Lysel get a shot maybe on the third line in an attempt to infuse some offense into the mix. Right now, through 44 games, he's got 13 goals, 25 assists for 38 points. Those are great numbers at the AHL for the first-round pick. But they're prohibited by the salary cap because he is currently making, at the NHL level, 863-333 against the cap. Now, what they could do is put Matthew Patra on LTIR. He's at 870. So put him on LTIR. He's out for the season. And you could recall Fabian Lysel and maybe put him on the third line and try to get some some goals going here because that's been their biggest problem over the last handful of games is their inability to to finish. Maybe you go Van Riemsdyk, Geeky, Lysel, and you know you still have uh, Heinen, Boakvist, Steen, Richard to choose from when it comes to the bottom four. My preference would be, you know, maybe send Lauco down, Richard back down, and get um, Beecher back up so that he's centering a fourth line of Heinen, Steen, maybe Lauco as well. Those are two immediate things that they can do to shake things up. Popatra on LTIR, send Boakvist back down. Send Lauco back down, perhaps. Send Richard back down and recall Johnny Beecher and bring Fabian Lysel up. Give him a shot. Because, again, it's going to be incredibly difficult to add via trade unless you want to trade a guy like Lysel or trade a Johnny Beecher. But still, you need the cap space there to make that happen. If you're adding anybody of significance with you know, a standard player contract that's above a million dollars then you're going to have to move some money out ideally it's Derek Forbort whether or not you I doubt you can trade him maybe you can put him on waivers again 
one of the reasons he's there is to kill penalties and the Bruins penalty kill has been pretty bad, allowing one goal for every three opportunities over the past five games. So what purpose is, is he serving there? But the easiest and quickest way to make some changes to infuse some energy into the lineup, put Patra on LTIR, send somebody down, be it Boakvist or Richard, and recall Johnny Beecher and Fabian Lysel. Again, even with that, there's still some cap gymnastics because you only have 60000 in available cap space. You could save a little bit by putting Potra on LTIR and recalling Lysel, but you'd have to create a bit more in order to have uh, Beecher come in because he's got that $925,000 cap hit. So they're going to have to get a bit creative, but it's possible, and they need to do it because – Something needs to change in the bottom six. There just needs to be uh, a shakeup there, I think, to to get things going. And hopefully they make some changes before tomorrow's game against the Los Angeles Kings. And it's a game we'll preview here as the podcast continues. How would you like to get to know someone better in an hour than you would in a year? Understanding one another better prevents small misunderstandings from becoming big ongoing fights. After providing more than 20 years of service to small and mid-sized businesses, helping management groups navigate conflict and onboarding new employees, Camino is offering a digital seminar for families and couples. Camino Consulting is here for you to help with your relationships. Did your Valentine's gift of tickets to the Bruins game not go over as well as you'd hoped? Get the Couples and Family Online Seminar for 25% off for the month of February using discount code LOCKEDON. Again, this is a discount code LOCKEDON for 25% off for the rest of the month at CaminoConsulting.ca. Mention LOCKEDON when reaching out as well for a business seminar and receive the first five profiles absolutely free. All right, the Bruins have a couple matinees coming up here over the next uh, few days because of the holiday on on uh, on Monday. Speaking of that holiday, likely won't record a podcast on Monday because it's a uh, family day up here in uh, in Canada, and be uh, spending some time with the family. Hopefully, watching the game against the Stars as well. Now, as it pertains to tomorrow's game against the Kings, this one starts at 1230 in the afternoon. It's going to be all over TV up here in Canada. It's on every Sportsnet channel. And it's a good opportunity for the Bruins to turn things around because the Kings kind of struggling lately as well. 4-4-2 four, four, and two over their last 10 games. They are coming off a win over the New Jersey Devils, but they were just pasted the game before. I believe 7 nothing at the hands of the Buffalo Sabres. They did beat Edmonton and Nashville prior to that. So things looking up a bit more, say, over the last five. But overall, the Kings are uh, struggling. And again, this is a game the Bruins should be able to 
compete in pretty well. Now, should note, speaking of penalty killing, the Kings have the league's best penalty kill at an 87% success rate. The Bruins have slipped to ninth at 81.5. LA's power play, not especially great. They're ranked 15th at 21.2%. The Bruins are 8th, 23.7, despite only scoring, I believe, once on the power play since the All-Star break. Boston is 4th when it comes to team defense, allowing only 2.59 goals per game. The Kings are 6th, sorry, 5th, 2.65. Offense is fairly similar as well. Boston's 10th, 3.31 goals per game. That's dropped, obviously, recently, whereas the Kings are at 3.08. David Riddich has been locking things down in net for them recently. Cam Talbot, only a 9.09 save percentage. Uh, They're led in scoring by Adrian Kempe, who's got 45 points in 51 games. Andre Kopitar, Always a threat, although he's been struggling a little bit recently. I got to keep an eye on is Quinton Byfield, who's got 39 points in 49 games so far this season. On the back end, Drew Doughty, 27 points, but still always dangerous. Their best player over their last five games is Byfield, who's got three goals and five points. Posternak leads the way for the Bruins with six points. Pavel Zaka with two goals over the past five to lead the Bruins in that category. So the story will be, can the Bruins get things going here and finish this homestand on a positive note? Or will the Kings, who have slipped to fourth in the Pacific Division and who are holding on to a wildcard spot, the first wildcard spot, can they get their rhythm going? Uh, You know, they recently made a coaching change. They are still figuring things out under new head coach Jim Hillier. Uh, so it'll be very interesting to see which team here can uh, can come out on top. And the Bruins, you know, matinees haven't been great for them recently. And they have two coming up here over the next few days. The game 12.30 p.m. on Saturday against the Kings, and then 1 p.m. against the Stars on Monday, the Stars just dropped like nine goals on on uh, Dallas, or sorry, on Nashville the other night. And then maybe what the doctor ordered here is some bonding time for our Boston Bruins. They'll be heading out west next week on a road trip to Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver, and Seattle. That could just be what the doctor ordered here. Uh, maybe they're just a little too comfortable at home right now and uh, need that bonding time. But they could also use a little shakeup roster-wise as well. And i love to see Fabian Lysel recalled here to give the Bruins some offensive life with uh, Matt Potra being placed on LTIR. So the Bruins slumping, but it's not too much to be worried about, I don't think. They played well the last couple games, just not getting uh, the puck luck that that you'd like them to see. All right, friends, that's it for today. I hope you all have a fantastic long weekend. I'll be heading down to Niagara Falls once again for some uh, under 12 Ontario basketball and looking forward to hopefully a couple W's there. And then just, uh, yeah, hanging out with family. 
Please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you again here next week on Locked On Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.